Welcome to the Spirituality What? podcast, where we explore the mysteries, joys, and challenges of being spiritual beings navigating our unpredictable human experience we call life here on planet Earth. I'm your friendly guide, Rebecca, ready to jump into our adventure of the day. Welcome to Wednesday, Spirituality What? Listeners, we are back this week with part two of Natty Boss and Jiu-Jitsu and Spirituality. This week, we are going to get into a little bit more of what we mean by energy and how we integrate our full experience, um, the physical, the energetic, and the spiritual aspect of Jiu-Jitsu. And also just overall, what is spiritual well-being and how does Natty accomplish spiritual well-being in her life. Thanks for joining today. You talk a lot about energy and you've mentioned the energy a lot. And so I want to dig in a little bit to that. And so that we, we've talked about energy on the podcast before, more in the context of like psychedelics and that when you do psychedelics by yourself versus when you do psychedelics with other people, there's just this huge change and like a huge dynamic in the energy. And you talked a little bit about this and about how like every single fight is different because the person is different, because you're different, because you're having a bad day. And I'm assuming, or because you're having a good day, right? But all of that plays into it. And when you're talking about energy, we're not talking about like, just to clarify the for the audience, we're not talking about like, are you tired or are you not tired? Like physical energy. We're talking about, I don't know, just like the deeper kind of energy. Like how would you describe this type of energy to somebody? So, okay. So the way that I, so I've always been really intrigued and obsessed with behavior change and patterns being in the realm of healing and just performance and behavior change, starting off like in health journey stuff. That has always been my curiosity of just why am I behaving in a certain way? And so what I've learned about energetics and how it plays a role is that recognizing patterns and our behaviors and how they show up and knowing that everything, first of all, I think really just coming down to the basic idea that we are energy. We are made of cells, which are made of atoms, which are made of subatomic particles, which is literally energy. And the reason why we are solid is because of the pace at which they are moving very fast and we're solid. Right. So we really look at ourselves through the lens of being energetic beings, like literally made of energy. Everything that we do has what I've learned in my energetic work that I've gotten with my mentors has been like these energetic configurations. So every pattern that we have that keeps showing up in our life, every belief, everything that is playing out on repeat that we feel like, you know, why isn't this going away? Or why do I keep having this thought? Why do I keep acting in this way? It's a certain energetic configuration that, and our energetic configurations are either expanding us into our highest self or our divine self, or they're contracting us into our lower selves. And so when it comes down to energy, it's really, for me, energy is about how you be. So it's how you be. Um, So it's the energy that you're holding, the emotions that you're holding, the emotional state. 
So for me, that's okay. really what I'm looking yeah. at from energy is like the emotional body. It's the intangible. It's not what we can see. Okay. It's like, what we feel. What we yeah. Feel. It's what we feel. It's what we intuit. Yeah. From the intuition. And we so have an energetic, you know, yeah, body exactly. around us. And the way that we move and operate in life can give us direct feedback as to our configuration. And it also comes back into, you know, these configurations also influence our physiology where, you know, one of the things that I work with when it comes to changing our energetic configurations, which is releasing the stuck energy in our body that's keeping us contracted in a certain configuration. And so whatever belief systems we have at that configuration, whatever habits we have at that configuration that are keeping us small, keeping us stuck, we need to release that energy in order to be able to create literally a different us. We can always reinvent ourselves. But I think what most people are doing is trying to reinvent themselves on the surface by doing, they're trying to do more things, which I appreciate, right? Like I appreciate you wanting to eat more or eat better. I appreciate you wanting to go to the gym and, you know, exercise and get fit for your health. Right. But at some point or another, there will be a block. And this happens all the time. People will quote unquote fall off track. People will self-sabotage even when they're doing well and things are going well. And those blocks are because we are capped at a certain capacity until we free the energy in our system. Yeah. So based on the patterns and where the energy is stuck, it's like you can only go so far till you unstuck that energy, right? Like you thought you were making change, but. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's really what I've noticed is it's going into the deeper layers of what facilitates deeper change. And it's really doing that deeper work within the tissues because it's all stuck in our, it's stuck in our nervous system. It's yeah. Stuck, stuck in our, in our like physical That's, body. Yeah. Yeah. So doing somatic work, doing energetic work is really the key to opening up our system and changing our configuration so that when we change internally, the habits that we want to take or the actions that we want to take are going to be able to actually come into fruition and be easier in that process without that resistance or those blocks that are keeping us set at that certain point. So are those aspects of jujitsu in itself or are those complementary sort of approaches that you've implemented in your holistic approach approach the somatic work and all of that well okay. i i integrate it with everything because i i tell people all the time jiu-jitsu is a mirror for what we get to work on and, and know within ourselves but it's just one facet of our life these things that i'm talking about from an energetic perspective jiu-jitsu is just one facet yeah, yeah. where it's showing up. okay so you you see it there, but it's not like the workouts for jujitsu or however the practice is. They don't facilitate working on that. You have to do it alongside. Yeah, you need to basically go with it. You need to do the deeper work. Like there's just literally no other way. And so a lot of the conversations and questions I may ask to probe this is similar to what we talked about in the beginning of this, which was, okay, your tendency is to run away of a jujitsu match. Where are you running away in your relationships? Mm-hmm. Where are you running away in your career? You know, and then going deeper within that, more than just gaining awareness around that, why are we running away? What is the underlying fear? Where is the block? You know, where is the, basically the the traumatic experience, whether it's big T or little T trauma, there's an experience that happened in our human body, or it could be generational even. Um, Generational, 
you know, multi-life, things like that. But regardless, it's just, it's preventing us from being able to move forward. So I do a holistic approach and I focus on performance, but there's been ample amounts of times where just in the work that they initially come to me for, for improving their performance, it does work because we focus on those deep um, shifts. But what I'll also notice is I have had many women leave toxic relationships in the work that I do. Oh, that's beautiful. I just got goosebumps. I I get goosebumps a lot on this podcast, but that's awesome. I have many women who have had career changes. Cool. Like I'm not a career coach. I'm not like in the sense of like identifying. I'm not a career coach. I'm not a, you know, relationship coach. But what I am is a coach with your relationship to self. The most important one. And so as you... As you strengthen your relationship to self, you're going to start to know where in your life things are just out of alignment as you become more in alignment with yourself. And so you always have a choice once you have that awareness of do I continue in this path and monotonous way that I've been operating? One of my biggest, most proud moments as far as a student with somebody who was a police officer and is now a meditation teacher. Oh, that is quite a change. Wow. And just to give like a brief overview of like when we did our initial work together, we basically realized that the career of being a police officer fed her fire. Oh my gosh. Yes, totally. It was familiar for her body. She was good at it because her body was used to operating in a fight or flight, but it was burning her out. It was making her get mentally admitted. It was literally destroying her. And so when we really like did all that deeper work, she created a life, she wanted and created a life of more space, of just of healing, of doing flowers and gardening. Very cool. And like it was a complete life shift, but it could have only happened if through doing the inner work. Totally, absolutely. You know, and really moving all of that fight or flight energy and, and developing that deeper connection to self and And then from there, it's not just about like, there is a tangible piece of being a Mm -hmm. human. It's having these intrinsic shifts, but part of being human is that you need to utilize your physical body to make the action in the 3D world, in the tangible world. You know, you need to actually take action. And that's the beautiful unison, like the unity of connecting with our spirituality, connecting with our intuition, our core being and what we desire, what we want to create in the world, what we want to bring forth, what we want to be known for, what our fullest expression is, but then using our physical body as the vehicle to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I want to talk about your approach here, this holistic approach that you have. So Natty does a lot of stuff with diet is like a very experienced nutritionist, dietitian. I'm not sure which is the correct, the correct one for that right now. Um, this, when you think of this approach and like other jujitsu coaches or jujitsu studios, like what is it? What is a jujitsu place called? Um, academy. 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 Okay. So other jujitsu academies is the approach that you have common or is this super cutting edge and like not everybody is approaching this it is this way? cutting edge. This is cutting oh, cool. edge. Awesome. Um, I'm definitely the, the only person really doing it to this degree and offering what I offer. Um, I hope that it becomes more mainstream. That's kind of my whole mission. And I okay, do feel that totally. it's picking up um, as far as being referred and 
you know, people are associating this holistic approach with me, my business, my team, which is, you know, the goal, but we're just one small unit in the world of billions of people, you know? So it's just, we just stay committed to our mission, our vision, and just hopefully we can turn the tides, but we're working in a really hard industry to turn because the sports industry is very much, you know, grind and just, you know, achieve and just like the sake of accomplishment and i'm yeah very, like medals yeah and i'm a very very competitive person like i'm a competitive person through and through my biggest mission is to help people achieve their biggest goals that they want if it is medals if it is titles whatever it is but not at the expense of their well-being yeah physical and that is the cornerstone of everything i do it's like your well-being comes absolutely. first your performance comes. absolutely physical mental whatever yeah i usually like to use well-being because it just encompasses all of those Mm -hmm. facets Mm -hmm. but yeah I would say there's not many there are some people that do a little bit of mindset work um but not at the degree that I'm doing with like energetics and somatics to my knowledge at this point um and that I think I think it's great that they're expanding I think what is happening because it takes time so first there's the physical that people Mm -hmm. address and that's like the tangible totally. things, the fitness, the nutrition, yep. been there, done that. Still something I do, but I know that true change requires deeper. And then there's the mindset. So people get into kind of like on the mindset train of like, okay, well, you need to rewire some beliefs okay. and, you know, have a certain mindset in order to do better. True. But then there's a deeper level. And that's kind of where I'm at at this point where it's like, it goes beyond mindset and it goes into embodiment work where I think is what is coming up more in this field that I'm seeing that I'm happy to see is there's more of the integration of the mindset work, but there's not the true like embodiment changing yet. So I'm hoping in the next few years that that can continue to be the case, like utilizing things like breath work and uh, somatics and things like that. Um, Especially in the nature of our sport, like it's imperative. Yeah. I just, I love that. I don't know. I'm, I'm just so drawn like I've never even I mean I think like maybe I knew somebody in high school whose dad was like a jujitsu person like an athlete or maybe a coach or something and I definitely heard of jujitsu before but I'm really intrigued by this now I mean I also I'm like a super efficient person like I'm not saying that I'm like always doing the most efficient thing but like a lot of times I think about how efficient things are and sounds just efficient to do jujitsu in this holistic fashion. I'm like, oh, I can get healed emotionally. I can do all this connection and healing and get physically ripped. Like it's like, sounds like a total win-win situation. Yes. Yes. I am too someone like you and I love efficiency, love efficiency. And that's definitely something just part of my personality, part of who I am. I love that. And jujitsu is one way to work on many, many parts of yourself at once and just become the best version of yourself. Yes. I think, and again, that's why I think people are just so addicted to it. Yeah. It's, so is it like a big community? Do a lot of people do jujitsu or is it? Yeah, it's a very big community. It's growing every single year. Uh, the female community is growing very, very big, which is awesome. It definitely is still a male dominated sport for okay, sure. sure. But the female aspect is growing immensely and yeah, like community is really big. Like whatever academy that you're in, you're going to develop like, you know, a family type of environment 
Because at the end of the day, like you, it's the most vulnerable thing you can do. Yeah. You know, you're really putting your full self out there on the mats and most people hide themselves. Yeah, totally. You know, in life. Yeah. But like on the mats, like I said, there's no hiding. You just, it's the rawest, most like sweatiest and vulnerable version of yourself that you are putting yourself out there to be. And so because of that, whoever you're in communication with and like connection with and who's in your environment and community, there develops this bond that is yeah, just something that can only be experienced because you guys know really like what it takes. Exactly. Like there's this particular type of bond that you create in situations of vulnerability like that. I mean, yeah, like you're, you're going all out, you're exposing your weaknesses. Like, again, your ego is dying every single getting day. Getting down. Because like, you, you know, yeah. You got 250 pound men being whooped by someone who's 5'2", 120 pounds. Yes. Choking them out, right? You know, forced to be like, I have to let my ego go because otherwise I'm literally going to get choked out, you know? Yeah. And like, that's a vulnerable thing for a man. Absolutely. Most men, you know, to do. And so again, they will quit or they're going to be determined enough to be like, what is this thing? Like, I need to like master whatever this is, you know? And I think that that quest for mastery is what keeps people. Yeah. 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 Self-mastery it ends up being. Yeah, totally. And I, I mean, in just in relation to this podcast and this human experience, it's like the definition of it doesn't have to be because you just do like as you said the physical aspect and you can you don't you don't have to have this holistic approach right but if you want to have this holistic integrated approach if you're open to it if you're willing if you're ready you know you might not you might not be ready but if you are ready and you're willing and you can go in with this holistic approach it's like a huge embodiment of spirituality within these physical bodies I mean you just said it's like super sweaty like it couldn't be more physical you're wrestling and grappling and touching you know skin on skin with another person it's so physical and you have an opportunity to I love the healing part I'd love that you that you talk about that you use this word healing multiple times like you have the opportunity to connect and heal another aspect of you that isn't physical through this super physical activity and this super physical sport and I just, I really love that. I love that so much. You've talked a lot about well-being. What do you do personally for spiritual well-being? Is it all jujitsu or do you have some other things that you do? Yeah, so for me, I think the biggest thing that connects me to my spirituality and what I do is I am just, again, energetics really comes up for me. Um, So for me, it's all about connecting to myself on the deepest levels. And that's how I connect to my spirituality. So for me, it's doing a lot of deep introspective work of mm-hmm. uh, connecting to my intuition, always asking for guidance for my intuition, which I know again is part of the greater whole. And that is a piece of me that's being divinely guided. So if I can connect and strengthen that connection and lead through that, yeah, totally. then that is me. So constantly yeah. just clearing anything to help me stay deeper connected to that. And also nature. I am literally outside in some capacity every single day. I've been such a, I just knew from a very young age, nature was something that made me feel part of something bigger. And so it is imperative for me to be out in nature. 
every, and it doesn't be a, a trail or anything. Literally, it could be in my yard. It could be in my garage with the door open. The sun's on my skin. Like I need to be in connection with nature to some degree every single day. And it just really helps me constantly stay mm-hmm. connected to more than just the human experience. It's so easy to feel small when you're just stuck in your human. But the more you connect, so like my work is just constantly just allowing, connecting yeah. with uh, myself on deeper levels, through my intuition, through feeling, through just literally feeling everything. And, yeah. you know, sometimes doing journaling work around it to understand it more. And other times yeah. just literally letting myself feel it without having to do always the, the like step-by-step into like healing work. Like, I think there mm-hmm. needs to be that balance between healing Right. And like, what does this mean? And like, where did this come from? And what are my needs? And how do I meet that? You do yeah. that. And you also just get to feel sometimes. You also just get to cry sometimes. And it doesn't have to have a meaning. There doesn't need to be further explanation. So like balance between that and just trusting that yes. that's what I need is just helps me strengthen my spirituality. Um, and then I listen to music. Um, that helps me. I think frequency, vibrations are really important. I am a huge fan of, um, I'm very, very intentional with what I put in my ears. Yes. I don't listen. Yes. Hallelujah. Welcome to the club, sister. Like we do not listen to the radio anymore. I cannot stand those lyrics. I'm like, I do not want to repeat that stuff. Yeah. The songs that I enjoy are always lyrical based. Like if it's, if it's a lyric, the reason why I love the song is because of the lyrics. Because they're great. Because if it moves me deeply, because of the lyric, then it's worth keeping in totally. my life. So in addition to that, I listen to a lot of instrumental. Yes, yes, like, we do too. A lot of different beats. Like just again, for the frequency, for the vibe. And again, music does connect us on a deeper level. So I, I do listen to music as well. Um, but I think another aspect, just to kind of wrap up, but there's a lot of ways I connect my spirituality. I think it usually comes hand in hand with nature, but I do it in my house too, is literally being like mm. I I love stillness and quiet <laughs> which is very interesting because I grew up in nothing but chaos yeah I've been high hardwired into chaos and so the moments I have of stillness I like just quickly amplify like just really let myself like be and appreciate and be grateful for and just really feel into that because that's where I feel the most like expansive and connected mm-hmm. is when I'm really allowing myself to just be in that stillness, which is yeah, yeah, always work for me. Totally. Because my nervous system is very much hardwired into chaos. So yes. I have the awareness and I constantly have to make that shift. It's gotten way better over the years where it's like more of a natural state, but that it would be, that's easily my tendency to go back into an old pattern or habit. Yes. Yes. I'm totally with you. I'm a doer. I'm like a constant do, do, do. And I've been working a lot on meditation for a, a couple of years and I'm, I'm pretty happy with my practice now. I mean, of course, like there's, you know, all things are always changing and like what you said, like, it's just being like, that's, that's just tough. Like just sitting there and just like being with your thoughts and your feelings. It's One like- of my mantras in that is, first of all, I always come back to safety. Safety is a big part of my practice. Absolutely. Because really it's all it is. It's a constant reminding that I am safe to be. Yes. (laughs) That I don't have to be doing, that my worth isn't defined by my productivity. So there's always this mantra around like, it's safe to be here right now. Mm -hmm. Like it's safe to be in this space. 
and just like it's safe to be in stillness. You know, those are just like mantras I use all the time. Yeah. And just allowing myself. So whenever I notice myself having that urge or tendency to want to do something, like I'm just like, just allow, allow, just allow. Yeah. You know, and that has just really, really helped. And it just, once I can repeat that mantra, and then I feel that visceral shift of like my body relaxing yeah, right. in the actual physical. I'm like, okay, yes. Yeah. yeah, very cool. So you did mention music and I am getting really excited on that front in the future on this podcast. Um, I'm going to do a couple of episodes on like sound and vibration and frequency and song and music and just all the different aspects of music from all sorts of different perspectives. So it's definitely something to look forward to in the future. And as we are kind of getting to the end here, there's just a couple, just really one last question and then we'll wrap up, which is what is one tip about living a spiritual being, living as a spiritual being in this human existence that you would share with the listeners? Yeah. So for me, I would say the biggest thing has been, and and then the advice I would give is to stay open-minded and be curious and question everything. I think what's helped me deepen my spirituality and get to the place that I am with my relationship to myself and the relationship to the universe is I've always questioned everything and I've always kept an open mind. And I think that really opens yourself up to just greater perspectives. Sure. And the more that we're just honed in on one perspective of our human experience, again, the more kind of human we are and the less like connected we are to something greater. So I think if there's anything you can do is start questioning everything, you know, questioning a belief that you have, questioning a habit, an action that you take, a response, a reaction that you make. Um, Question something that somebody tells you instead of just taking everything as truth. Yes. Like I think does it vibe like questioning everything and then always checking it in with yourself Mm -hmm. to be like, is this true for us? Yes. I want to say us. It's like all of us. It's like I always refer to myself as like multiple, but like, is this true for us? Like, mm-hmm. what do we feel about this? Yeah. What, what comes up? Yeah. What is, what does our intuition say? I've never been yes. somebody to just take anything at surface value. Like anybody that's been part of my problems in the human experience. I've been rebellious. I've been combative. <laughs> I've been all of the things that people have put and labeled me as because I wasn't never when I get, went with the grain, you know, I was always going against the grain and I really am so grateful for me being so headstrong in that way because mm. it's really what's kept me so curious and open up to just all of the layers of myself and all of life has to offer. Yeah. And then the other aspect I would just say is just don't be afraid to feel. Oh, you know, I spent, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a big one. Like, <laughs> holy cow. Don't... Yes. yes. You know, feeling is really our communication of our soul to our body. Oh. You know, our soul is constantly trying to talk to us and it doesn't have necessarily a voice. Some people can hear, but for the most part, it's going to talk to us through sensations, through feelings, through contraction, through ex- expansion, through energy. Right. And so give yourself that gift of feeling and you're going to be able to be more connected to your spirituality um, and be able to live a more aligned life in your physical realm because you're, you're feeling and feel everything life has to offer. So it's really easy for us to feel the shit because yeah we're one we have a negativity bias so we're so used to just feeling things that are going wrong and yeah feeling anger feeling stress mm-hmm. feeling anxious 
But one of the things I learned in my, as I deepened my relationship to self was that I had a very distorted and disconnected relationship to anything good. Mm. No celebration. I never celebrated any of my achievements. I never allowed myself to feel safe, to feel happy. If I felt happy, then then I was ungrateful because Mm. there was always somebody that was worse, right? I always got the monster like growing up of there's always somebody worse than you. Okay, well, I guess I should just be miserable. It means if I'm happy, Mm. then that, you know, I'm being, you know, proud or being whatever, you know, about being, it's like, no, like really letting myself be in the good as well. Um, So feeling all of it, you know, and the deeper we allow ourselves to feel the bad, the more we can experience the good as well. Yeah, totally. They go hand in hand. In this physical world is, you know, there's polarity. So if we want to experience, you know, more confidence, more self-trust, more peace, we also have to be willing to experience the, the yuck as well. And it just deepens our appreciation for all of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. Awesome. That was a great final question. So where can people find you? I'm going to put in the show notes about your website, but for those that are listening, you have, I think a couple different Instagram accounts um, and a couple of different locations. So the best place to connect and chat would be my personal Instagram, which is Natty Boss RD. And then there is our kind of my business account, um, which is growing rapidly, uh, which is amazing for a business account, especially. And this is Body by Boss LLC. So that is kind of like my company, my team and I run it. Um, And so any of those platforms were on all the time, constantly posting content. And then I would also say, yeah, definitely put the website and that just will give you all of the resources to everything that we have to offer. And you also get to know a little bit more about my story as well um, and kind of the work that I do and everything that I offer as far as that. And I'd say those are the best okay. places to connect. Um, I do have an email that you could put in, but I'd much rather you DM me. Um, it's just because yeah. I'm there all the time. And yeah. if I want you to email, I can direct you there from my DM. But just totally. stick to me on... Instagram. And if you are a female grappler or you decide to become one, I do have a female grapplers <laughs> only Facebook group um, that has oh, cool. 3,000 women. And oh, that's awesome. I would be more than willing and happy to bring you into that group once you join jujitsu. Maybe this inspires you to do that. And then, yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, I might have to go down there. I mean, I'm not like closing any doors. I'm always open to trying new things. So. Yes. And I, one thing I will say, if that's the route for you or anyone listening, is that when starting anything new, but particularly in the context of jujitsu, give yourself 30 days of consistency before you make a decision. Okay, like a real Like trial. I said, jujitsu is hard. Yeah. You know, don't go one day of your 30 days and say, ah, it's not for me. Go three times a week for 30 days. And if you're not hooked by the end of it, then give yourself permission to leave. Yeah, right. So you at least tried it. You you did some exactly. due diligence at But that point. I'd be willing to bet you probably will stay <laughs> at least for a little bit. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely willing to try. So thank, thank you. you. It was amazing having this conversation. I love bridging the gap between martial arts and uh, spirituality and just always offering what I have to share and my thoughts and perspectives. So thank you for having me. Yes, Natty. This was wonderful. And that wraps it up. Part two of our journey into spirituality and jujitsu with Miss Natty Boss. Such an interesting conversation. I would encourage everybody to head over to Natty's Empowered Athlete Podcast. 
it's not just for athletes. Natty has a lot of really interesting content on there about goal setting and trauma and because of her holistic approach to her coaching there's quite a few episodes of that podcast that I found really intriguing and interesting as somebody who's not really athletic and I will keep you all posted on the potential trial of the local jujitsu academy have a good one thank you for joining me on today's spirituality what adventure Subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. Visit us on Instagram at spirituality.what to interact, tell us what spirituality means to you, and even provide some of your own personal musings. Human on, you phenomenal spiritual beings.